Ladies, gentlemen, lentilmans, I need to remind you of some good friends of ours, Nate and Charlie, over at the Good Morning Liberty Podcast, bringing you your shot of liberty every day, uh, hitting on your current events, also taking some broad overlooks over kind of how we're going to relate to the normies from libertarian perspectives. Also, Nate and Charlie, as I mentioned before, are both working within the healthcare industry. And that's something interesting because I find that libertarians have to know their, uh, dot their I's, cross their Q's, I don't know, motorboat their P's. I forget what that phrase is. But point being, on healthcare, we need to be accurate because that's something that's weighing high on people's minds during COVID. Nate and Charlie are experts at breaking down how the healthcare industry works and where as libertarians we can get in there and say, hey, let's do this a little different. Here's what's accurate. Here's what's not. So check them out anywhere podcasts are heard. Good morning, Liberty. They support us. We support them. You should support both of us. Go with Jeebus. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land, here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. All right, I am here with the one, the only Tyler Colford, longtime Lions of Liberty supporter and also legendary Thrower of game, spitting of fire in the in the rap uh, world, known as Crypto Man, and you have heard obviously the track Free Ross hashtag Free Ross that we've been uh, promoting here on the Lions Liberty Podcast. Tyler, what's up, my brother? Oh, what's good? I'm uh, you know I'm enjoying it here in the Green Mountains. Yeah. Do they call it that because people grow weed when it's not covered in snow? They do now. <laughs> Yeah, so you know what? It, well, I got you on. We're going to talk about the uh, you know the, the show that you wanted and you requested because you were at such a high level of standing within the Lions of Liberty Pride that you get to pick a show. And we're going to be reviewing Animal Farm, so we'll talk about that. But before we do, I wanted to talk to you because you know, obviously, you got a song hashtag Free Ross. You've been raising money to try to help free the man, and uh, they're finally talking about like Donald Trump. I guess is actually looking into pardoning ross ulbricht so what do you think what are you are you optimistic yeah. uh i'm cautiously optimistic yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you have you like have you been uh tweeting at uh, ross's mom and being like what's the haps has trump reached out <laughs> no 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 but uh i was on a another podcast talking about ross's situation and uh that was before trump was talking about throwing pardons left and right. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, it would be great to see. I know I've heard a couple other people, uh, mention it like it, it could be a likely thing, but yeah, I mean, it's, it would be interesting. I, it's, it's hard for me to believe that Trump is going to, is going to pardon him as, as warranted as it is. Like he should a hundred percent be pardoned. But it's one of those things where it would be a real ballsy move on Trump's part to be like, yeah, I know, I know they put him away for all this drug stuff, but I don't give a damn and just like double flip the middle fingers. But it'd be <laughs> awesome. Don't get me wrong. Especially, I actually also really hope, you know, they're talking about pardoning Ed Snowden. 
And uh, and Lindsey Graham's out there being a fucking dickhead as always, and saying that Ed Snowden's a traitor and that blood's on his hands, which yeah, absolutely zero <laughs> proof of that. Just like with Ross Ulbricht, zero proof that Ross Ulbricht is responsible for anything. But um, yeah, I don't know. It would be. It but would, they still throw out that assassin allegation. Of course, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> I, they have to build up the case, otherwise the everyday man would look at this and be like. I'm sorry, he has two life sentences for running a website? Yeah, exactly. Hmm, okay, cool. Make, makes you want to take down my uh, my Welcome to Tardville blog, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Come after me. All right, man, so let's talk about Animal Farm. Now, we were you probably wanted us to review the book, but trying to get a gaggle of drunk assholes to read a book in time for a podcast in, uh, in like three weeks, I think it was like when we decided we, we were going to do this show, not going to happen. You know, trying to get these assholes to show up for a Zoom call is difficult enough. So we decided we are going to review Animal Farm starring Kelsey Grammer, which I think is from like 1984. Have you seen that? Uh, I think I must have, but I was like in middle school when I actually read the book. Yeah, that's I, you see, know, they, they uh, make you read the book and then after you you like struggle through what, 90 some odd pages and yeah. then. And then you finally get to watch the the movie. <laughs> the teacher just gives up. Like, yeah, <laughs> you children are too stupid. I know. I know you didn't read it. <laughs> I mean, I I did the same thing though. I remember I did read the whole thing. I remember reading it. And I remember enjoying it. But it's just like you. I haven't read it since middle school. And I was talking to some of the other guys, um, you know, in our email chain, and I, I was like. I thought everybody had to read it, but it must have been school system by school system or they yeah. pulled it for, for younger kids because a lot of the guys didn't have to read it. And I was really surprised by that. Yeah, I don't know. I I was uh, made to read both the Animal Farm and 1984. I don't um, think they made us read 1984. That was when I had to catch up on my own. But I remember yeah. seeing the movie. Uh, I think I saw the movie before I saw the book. And then I was like, oh, I should definitely read the book then. Uh, but that's awesome. Well, you had a better education than most people. <laughs> I guess so. It, it was a bunch of liberals, but they were like the Howard's Inn people. So mm-hmm. they they liked the uh, like they were more skeptic, skeptical against government and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need more of that. The, God knows the we peace beatniks and. You know, yeah. they were they were protesting the wars back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've lost that. Yeah, that beatnik generation, man. It's like anything. You know, it's even right now, the whole generation of, you know, the Berkeley free speech people and all that. They don't care. They're anti free speech now. I'm sure those teachers that had you read that book have probably now turned their uh, their backs on it. They probably <laughs> now would be all for banning 1984 because big tech has uh, shown us the way forward, and God knows anybody that doesn't observe the uh, the morals of the left should be banned from polite society. Yeah, I don't know. I know uh, one of the teachers used to get the kids to like do yard work and pay them under the table. So ah. they were all first for ch- child labor. So. <laughs> I hope those teachers are now running uh, Chinese shoe farms, <laughs> making making the new LeBron Air uh, jerk offs or whatever they're called. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we are going to hop to it. We're going to review this for you. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, thank you for being such a good friend and good supporter. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Review of Animal Farm, starring everybody's famous psychiatrist friend Kelsey Grammer. So, gentlemen, welcome, welcome. This. Uh, 
This is the Christmas. Oh, this is the after Christmas episode. You know, we're pre-recording it so that I don't have to do anything on Christmas. But just FYI, if you want to pretend that you got a gift sometime during the podcast and tell us about it, feel free. Red Rider BB Gun. But uh, we are here. (laughs) (laughs) We are here to review Animal Farm. And, of course, I would not have asked you guys to read the book over again because who has the time? But... We were able to find for free on Amazon, although with commercials, which I thought was very odd because I thought if it was on Amazon Prime, it's just fucking free. Isn't that the whole goddamn concept? But yeah, you would think so. But yeah, it's you guys surprised when when the first commercial came on. Were you like, what the fuck is this shit? No, no, I I wasn't on the on the, I guess, start screen. It was like free with limited interruptions. I was like, fuck off, Jeff Jeff Bezos. I knew what I was getting into. That son of a bitch. I, cl- I clicked the same button free with commercials, but I, there were no commercials. Oh, really? What? Well, I they, they started off, there were like six commercials <laughs> in the know? very start, which was really annoying. And I did like that they had the second countdown, at least, so you could like, all right, I can go take a shit. I can microwave a burrito. Like, I like that aspect of it. I think all TV should have that, like the countdown timer, so you know exactly how much time you have until you have to get back to the show. Uh, it like reminds me of that old David Tell joke where he gives himself a hernia trying to squeeze out a shit before the Simpsons uh, started. You guys sure. remember that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yes, we had Tyler Colford, who you guys heard on my intro. Well, you two didn't, but the rest of the people listening to this will have heard it, talking about how, you know, he's just curious to see because he had not read it since like grade school, which I think was an I read it, maybe middle school. And I forget, did you guys see you had? I think how he had to read it. JB, did you have to read it in middle school? I don't know if I had to read it. But I did read it. It might have been on like some kind of reading list or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember it being assigned though. Yeah, I think I had to read it freshman year of high school. It's kind of surprising. Like, I could never see this book being on any reading list now, considering like you know what the what it's about and what the the focus is is really kind of exposing, getting ahead of ourselves, but you know exposing this kind of communist worldview and how everything's corruptible. I wonder if now the Antifa that are teaching in all of our universities and, uh, and under, uh, or I should say elementary through high schools would even dream of introducing this content to the kids or if they view it as uh, contrary to uh, their you mission. Know, th- you know, they, they might, I don't know if you knew this, but George Orwell was a democratic socialist, but he, thought I was just going to say, yeah. He thought that Stalin had corrupt. I guarantee none of the, do. none of the people that you're describing think that they're they're represented in the pigs in the actual farm yeah i i none of them you have to realize that they're actually on board like maybe like old major they're like well if they just listen to what old major yeah exactly they're the ones adding yeah they're the ones adding extra letters onto the wall right you know they don't realize (laughs) that and they're kind of blind to it there there is i was going to get into that too like some of the people like we're jumping way ahead of ourselves what's that uh what's that fool's name um. Yeah. Well, I'll just get into it. Recent. <laughs> yeah. The right, other so, pig, not so, Napoleon, yeah, we, his lackey, like oh, Squealer or something. I, I can't remember what that guy's fucking name was either. Yeah, Wheeler? the real bourgeoisie guy with the eye, the monocle. Yeah. Whatever. We're we're that. jumping the gun. Yeah. Well, Mark's well, the well, one who usually reins us in and follows the timeline <laughs> of the actual story. So well, we I'm gonna. Do don't worry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to Somebody keep us has on track. To. I'll Somebody's keep us on track as much as is possible with with the Howie Snowden on the podcast. So yeah, we so we did Animal Farm, and we we decided that because it was free on Amazon, we would do the 1999 Animal Farm movie, which had uh, Dr. Fraser Crane 
Um, we got a blanket as Kelsey Grammer as uh, as one of the pigs, <laughs> Doctor Fraser Crane, and then also Jean Luc Picard. Yes, Jean Luc Picard is uh, Napoleon, <laughs> and like instantly you like you hear the voice and you're like, oh, that's Jean Luc. That's my boy. You my boy, Lou. Um, so yeah, Jean Luc Picard voiced the Napoleon pig, who turns out to be the main uh, villain in the movie or in the book and movie. But we start off, you know, they're on a farm. Humans are running the farm. And these animals are acting like animals as animals do until you realize that they are meeting in secret because they have deep held resentment towards the people and the way in which they are being treated on the farm, which was like Jones farm or something like that to begin with. So they have a leader. His name is old major. I should probably bring up my notes while I'm just extemporaneously talking. Old major. (laughs) And he is possibly the most grotesque puppet I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like the the old major character is this gigantic fat pig who's just old and just you know covered in slathered in goo on his face and just jowls a <laughs> he lion just sweats up profusely yeah. <laughs> constantly sweating <laughs> so gross looking this fucking thing like Jim Henson's people really really uh, got into it but he's basically teaching the animals that humans are the enemy. Right, they are the oppressor, and that the animals have to rise up against them, and the time is now, even if he's not going to be around. And foreshadowing turns out he is not around for very long because he gets shot by the farmer who goes out to sea because you hear all the cattle and the ducks and everything, which is kind of funny. You know, you just hear they're <laughs> they're singing like the uh the animal communist war chant, you know, and then <laughs> they cut to the inside of the house and the farmer just hears. <laughs> so he runs out and accidentally shoots old major. So that's where we, that's where we'll begin. So gentlemen, your thoughts on old major and, uh, and where this whole thing kicks off, what you have the messaging to begin with. What do you think? And dead silence. Excellent. Well, well I'm thinking, this has been fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, well, give me a give me a second to draw a breath here. Uh, I was just gonna say, first and foremost, we need to acknowledge that in the book, that old major's not shot by by the farmer, Farmer Jones. That's not how he dies, if I remember correctly. That's why I was looking real quick, just to you make know. sure I'm not saying something completely wrong and stupid. If I <laughs> remember <that> <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, he just dies like like because you as soon as you're like he was old and fat and sweaty. Yeah, I was like, no, doesn't he just die? I don't remember him getting accidentally killed. By yeah, the I don't either. I, I agree. I think yeah, he, just he, dies he, by said, he said he didn't have he, he said he didn't have long. To right. go, But like, yeah, he was it's, it's dying. A movie. Yeah, so I we got we got to speed things up. It's a movie. So. Yeah. So he comes out and he actually shoots him and he like stands up and he like flips out the back of the barn <laughs> and he comes down and lands like right on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? If you're gonna if you're already shot and you're falling out of a barn, I would I would try to aim for my neck. I'd be like, let's just get this done quickly. But of course, with my luck, I just end up completely paralyzed on a tube, shitting into a, a bag. But you know. Yeah, I, according to Facebook, I'm um, not Facebook, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, in the book, he just dies three days later. Yeah. And that makes a big difference. That's why I wanted this pause right here. And I'm glad you stopped at this old major narrative, because if we're talking about a parallel for the the communist revolution of Russia, spoiler for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> what the, what the underlying story of Animal Farm is, it is it is a communist revolution in Russia in 1917. Mm, yeah. yeah, 1917. Um, but like 
your your hero, your 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 Lenin being killed by the czar, which the farmer is supposed to re- represent Tsar Nicholas, this incompetent ruler over the area versus just dying of old age makes a big difference in yeah, rallying sure. the troops. Yeah, so it I makes think it a lot easier. Changes, <laughs> yeah, it makes it a lot easier to rally the troops when the czar fucking murders your fucking your <laughs> idol. So I think that's a big change. And it's it, it's a uh, it's not a, a subtle change. It makes a big difference in the narrative. Uh, which I just wanted to pull out. It's a big difference between the book and and, yeah. and both movies. Apparently, I'm looking on Wikipedia. Even the the cartoon that we saw before this even came out, presumably. Okay, yeah, because when I saw this, I could have sworn I saw a cartoon movie. Yeah, there's a cartoon that that was made in 1954, and this live action was made in '99. Did you guys know when Orwell wrote this? It was during the World War, and we were teamed up with Russia. Uh, yeah, I think it was like, like no, I think it was published. No, I think they, no one would publish it during the war, but it yeah, was like he, 46 he hard, or 47. It was like literally like right it, after the war. Time. It was published. Yeah. yeah. During the war, the British and the Americans like it was uh, like, chill, <laughs> chill, George, <laughs> chill. <laughs> we think this is great. We're just going to keep it in development for yeah. a little while. Let's not forget the Soviet Union killed like 80 percent of the Nazis fucking right. soldiers kind of needed them to, you know kill the nazis yeah exactly but yeah no, i mean it's, it is for real russia won the war for real yeah 80 yeah. percent of the thing that's the mark like 80 percent of german casualties were two russian bullets yeah well anyway get just russian at the end are like we what we did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right so getting rah, back rah, on rah, america yes. USA. <laughs> yes, it is it is definitely a parable as we're saying about communist uh, russia and the uprising there but Anyway, regardless, old major dies, and the animals then go and charge the uh, the farmer, Farmer Jones, who is a absolute drunken lout and has you know, runs the farm badly. And there's kind of like a a, pre, a prefacing where they end up going to the barn after Major dies, and Farmer Jones goes out and gets drunk because he's having money issues, and he decides that he's going to go out and get hammered instead of feeding the animals. So they decide they're going to break into the barn. And when Farmer Jones comes back all drunkened up, they charge and uh, and finally take over the farm. But 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 before we get to that point, though, I did want to go back to to Old Major and these. You know, they have these, uh, and I should have written them down if I was smart. But Old Major talks about the commandments that he's laid out, which is that all animals are equal, that humans are the enemy, that four <laughs> legs are better than two, and you know you're never allowed to act or or, or become anything like the humans, right? It's this idyllic uh, socialist dream of equality in every way. So, where do you what do you think of that starting point? I mean, to your point, it obviously starts out. It's still still it's still very communist to begin with, and very socialist to begin with. Uh, but then it gets corrupted. So, where do you think of the starting point? Hey, I've got his original command. Okay, cool. Here. Read them off real quick. Are, whatever goes upon two legs is an enemy. Whatever goes upon four legs or has wings is a friend. No animal shall wear clothes. <laughs> no animal shall sleep in bed. No animal shall drink alcohol. That one, no fuck that. Shall... Right out. Right out. <laughs> nope. But that makes sense. I'll, and I'll say why well, that makes sense based on the, you know, the, I guess, the parody. That's okay, because, yeah, no I, didn't know what, I didn't know what the shall... parallel to that was. So I'm interested no. to hear that. No animal shall kill another animal. All animals are evil. There you go. Those were the original Perfect. ones. All right, so, JB, what's this alcohol Specifically, so I think this is another specific tie into the the communist revolution in Russia. I don't know if it's known, but it's it's probably well known and and like made fun of. But Russia has an alcohol problem. 
like oh, alcoholism yeah. <laughs> is is rampant and it it's it lowers their at least their male populations expected lifespan dramatically solely due to alcohol alcohol alcoholism and it's not a coincidence it's not like they're genetically predisposed to alcoholism the czardom the czars realized that alcohol could subdue their populace and yeah, the basically the make masses. them as as long as they're drunk and stupid, they won't be able to realize like what's going on, and they'll be like basically docile sheep. So the Tsardom for as long for like hundreds of years subsidized the production of vodka. It made it so cheap and and flushed it to their people in such quantities to keep them docile that like being a rampant alcoholic is ingrained in Russian culture because of it. And it, and it carries on to this day because of the czars using alcohol to subdue their population. And putting that in is it expressed tied to what the communists were against. Yeah. Interesting. I, I remember even in the 80s, like watching, I don't know why I remember this one part of a SNL skit where they're like, we've stolen the Russian secret recipe for alcoholism and despair. Yeah, they did that. <laughs> and it, well, they did it on purpose. It's like, if you're so hammered, you don't know what's going on. You're certainly not going to rebel. You just go about your day as long as you can get vodka for fucking five cents a liter. Yep, exactly. Is, and that, that, is, this <laughs> why, is this why libertarians haven't done anything either? <laughs> I think we get more fired up. I, I can consider us more like the South Park where, you know, there's one episode where uh, where Stan gets involved with, like, Morpheus in the Matrix. But to get out of the Matrix, a.k.a. real life, uh, and to see through all the bullshit, you just have to get super drunk all the time. That's the way I view our, our alcoholism. Seeing through the bullshit <laughs> with a liberty lens. You just have to be a certain level of drunk to get there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they they, they lay down the uh, the morals, and then as I said, the animals revolt. They ended up, and it's a, and it's a very sissy revolt. All, all the revolts the animals undertake and all their plans are really under fucking whelming in this movie. You know, it's like the farmer is such a pussy that he just kind of runs off. You know, the animals kind of run around him, and the dog kind of jumps on him, and he's like, "Oh shit, let's get out of here, ma!" And they run to the bar, but. <laughs> when they jumped in the car, car though, and the horse was stopped them and starts like jumping on the yeah. car, I couldn't remember what happened. I'm like, oh shit, are they gonna kill these? That, people? Well, they should have. I mean, if you're gonna but, do it, but they, but they yeah. Did. I mean, because that's what I'm, I wrote down. I'm like, why would you not just go back in the morning with more guns and just start shooting the fucking animals yeah. who don't have any guns? Sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> animals that you'd likely slaughter anyway. You're worried about just gunning down. It doesn't right. really make any sense. Right. You can get another draft horse. You can't like exactly. it's far less it's far less money than the land hey, that you hey, just yeah giving up the is, whole farm sad, yeah like it makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just sad I know yeah. I mean we it, could also so I ridiculous guess, we could yeah we could let's, split let's hairs. ignore that fact yeah well we yeah. could split hairs too about the you know the pigs learn so the pigs after they take over the farm the pigs learn to read and light and write first and I guess they teach all the other animals to read because they paint the. First, you know, the, the one pig snowball, which, you know, <laughs> he's pure. If the name didn't tell you snow, pure, he's yeah. the one ideologically pure. You know, Orwell wasn't too subtle with that. Orwell name. was, yeah. Orwell <laughs> was very subtle. And then naming the, naming the one yeah. guy Napoleon, it's like, yeah, all Napoleon right, versus nose. snowball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Gee, whose side are you on? Dude, seriously. But uh, so the pigs are painting, you know, they paint the the, uh, the commandments up there. And, you know, I'm like, how are these pigs holding this goddamn paintbrush? You know, they have hooves. Yeah, they have no hooves. And, yeah, the, and I, Kelsey they... Grammer's pig <laughs> is milking the cows, too. And uh, 
You know, I'm I like, feel like a dog not, would have a better really chance well. holding a paintbrush and a fucking peg. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, use your have a dog use its mouth gently, you know, like an elephant painting. These are really smart, though. Hey, yeah, well, that's, that's why that's they another were... thing. That's why they took over. Yeah. Notice who is the two smartest groups in, in, in the in the in the book, the pigs and the dogs. Right. Everyone is like sheeps and horses. They just do whatever is going on. Yep. Like the yeah, the pigs are in the charts. Certain dogs are the bodyguards, and one dog rebels because they're the ones who are they're the ones doing all the thinking, and they're the smartest animals on the farm. Dude, it's, yeah. I mean, some of those dogs. If I don't they think didn't that's a coincidence. Do you? Re-education camp as yeah, though, that's well. Yeah. Getting, getting well, a little when bit you indoctrinate someone from that's a young age, right, right, which, yeah, is, that, which I love. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah, ahead of ourselves. But yeah, the indoctrination shit is is dead on but of course you see so the pigs take over and you know immediately even though it's based upon equality the pigs who are you know viewed as the disciples of the great old major because he was a pig they start to immediately break everybody down into different stratas and you know from the get-go they decide that it's you know they put up the hoof and horn flag which is very you know of course like the hammer and sickle yeah and i love that (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then Napoleon also makes sure that as they take over, he starts to get the allegiances. And as we said, you know, that's where he gets the dogs who are intelligent, but also the only animals that are really capable of attacking viciously and quickly in large numbers. So he gets the dogs on his side and adorns himself in medals and has them pledge allegiance to him. And then that brings us to, to just getting uh, some, I don't know, some dog knocked her up. And she has puppies. And what do they do with the, the goddamn Weiler puppies? Who did it. Probably was. was. Not, I like like been, the right? commander, whoever he was supposed to be, and I guess Russian hierarchy, like yeah. the general of the puppies. It was like that Rottweiler-looking dog. You know yeah. what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah. right? The, it had it had been. Yeah, must yeah. have. Been. So then she has puppies. What and what happens to the puppies? I'm waiting. Well, they become their elite <laughs> secret police, essentially. Yeah. You know, they, like they, they're crack, like make the you disappear to away. the gulags. Yep. Fucking jack booted soldiers. Yep. <laughs> Remove them and put them into special education. I love the, the yeah. phrasing in this, too, is good in the movie. And, I'm, and again, I've been, it's been so long since I read the book that I don't know if it specifically mirrors the book exactly. But yeah, they take him away for special education. But what I love is how they pitch it to Jesse. The dog that she yeah. they go, well, don't you want us to take them? You know, they're having special education. You don't want them to be disadvantaged, do you? Which is exactly the kind of shit that you hear right now in everything that they're doing with, you know, with taking our children away and putting, you know, we put our kids in these indoctrination camps. And if you don't, you know, you've got like that dumb bitch out of Harvard who was shitting on homeschooling because she said it was disadvantaging children by giving them this different education than the state sponsored version. Special ed really has a different connotation nowadays. Yeah, so. I know. The short bus. <laughs> Put them in night school where they have to learn to add. Yeah, I with see. Other, uh, and there's a lot of parallel with that, even in our society. You mm-hmm. know, it's against the law for your kid not to show up to some kind of school. Like yeah. you can homeschool, but you need to like make sure the government yeah. knows that you're teaching them something. Yeah, you, you know, you need to still check hoops. in. Or there's going to be Kamala some problems. Will throw you right, right in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where, yeah, Kamala Harris, exactly. Threatening yeah. people to go like to jail. Like the truancy is like, oh, you have to go yep. to jail because your kid skipped school. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> <As> <laughs> it was like, like <laughs> do, the, yeah, do the kids have ankle monitors on them at all times, like, by the way? Like, how the you, fuck is the parent going to monitor that like, shit anyway? You can only beat someone so much. Like, 
Like going to school is so important, but now they won't even let you. Yeah, yeah. It's important <laughs> enough to take someone else's freedom away, apparently. And, according and, to Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and, and going back to Howie's point, yeah, they won't even let you go to school. And the thing is, too, if you don't turn in the fake homework that they give you on Zoom, then they will also throw you into jail. And I was like, there's some... Well, anyway, we're getting off target. Getting back to this actual review. So they get... They, they take the kids away... <laughs> they train them basically to be his own little secret service ninjas. But I also love how when they're going through in the beginning, they're touring the big farmhouse, right? And they're looking through it. Oh my God, we should keep this house. The pig says we should keep this house. No one should live in it as a museum. Uh, and then they say, they find the TV, which is just, you know, amazing to everybody involved. And they leave it in the house until it's time for bread and circuses. Wherein Napoleon finds that if he rolls out the TV, he can further placate the animal masses by turning it on and they will they were going, for hours. Because they were going disgruntled. Let's let's yeah. one thing we need to add in is like they're starting the productivity on the farm is starting to decline and the animals are starting to get underfed. Yes. It's, it's a little like there's a little undercurrent until they throw it in your face, but less and less food is coming in. They're not eating as much as they used to by this point. Yeah. Well, except for the pigs. The pigs well, except, are getting oh, they get all milk the and milk. apples. Yep. Milk they and get apples. all the milk and all the apples, you know. Because they're <laughs> smart. The you need to power all that gray matter. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, awesome. I need to use that next time. It's like, look, I'm way smarter than you. I'm gonna take all the fucking roast pig and yep. whatever taste you have there. And, That's what I'm going to use on my wife when we're eating. Yeah, when we get a pizza, there's one piece left. to be like, look, I'm going to need this last piece of pizza, baby. <laughs> my brain, as the smartest brain in the house, needs yeah. this. I you do- and the baby will have to you have to be able to beat the crust that I leave over here. You can have some ranch to dip <laughs> them in, though. <laughs> don't, don't men have larger brains? Don't we need more yeah. brain fuel? I think I, it's only because we have larger skulls. Like, elephants aren't smarter than right. us, and their brains are bigger. <laughs> are, you sure? <laughs> are you sure, though? Am I sure they're not smarter than us? They're not some sort of super intelligent species. Well, if they were smarter than us, then they would have definitely came back with some payback after, you know, slaughtering them all. Maybe they're doing a little rope-a-dope. No, they're not smarter than us. I I don't know. Are you you saying Gandhi's an idiot? They're they're doing rope-a-dope, man. I don't know how they're related, but elephants are definitely not smarter than us, or they would have hate-bombed us a long time ago. Yeah, but Gandhi wouldn't have done that. Are you saying that all elephants are pacifists? If they were well, really smart, they, they would be more are, unique. Elephants are <laughs> intelligent brain is you. An intelligent brain is a sarcastic one, so they all wouldn't be the same. So you would have some fuckers as well as some peaceful ones too. <laughs> if they were really you know, that. Hey, you sweet sassy molasses. I need to once again remind you that we have a fantastic sponsor in Zipix toothpicks. They are nicotine infused toothpicks that are fantastic. <laughs> I've been talking about them for weeks. I uh, actually I had a buddy just order some. But he could not wait. He came to my door. I'm not even making this up. Came to my door two days ago, said, hey, do you have any more of those toothpicks? I'm waiting on mine. I love them so much. So I gave him my sweet whiskey uh, packet because they got multiple flavors. They got sweet whiskey, peppermint, watermelon, spearmint and spice and uh, so many more. These are two milligram or three milligram nicotine infused toothpicks. They were developed in a lab. They are FDA registered. And what's great about them is You get that buzz like you would smoking a cigarette or doing chew or vaping, but you get to just roll it around your mouth. You kind of chew on it. You suck on it. It's got a great hand to mouth kind of feel. And hey, if you got the real fixation, (laughs) it helps with that too. 
And the biggest benefit is that you're not stinking up any joints. You're not spitting into a mug and uh, engrossing everybody else around you out. Check them out at zipixtoothpicks.com and use promo code LION. Again, promo code LION to get 10% off your order. Right, that's really there are the definitely problem. Some, some not pacifist elephants. Out there. They, they, they can't all be pacifists, so they wouldn't be that bright. All right. Unfortunately, Just devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> a worthwhile argument to have. So, getting back to it, yes, they they uh, keep their brains working so well, and then they also use they use the threat of Farmer Jones coming back. Right, there's always that specter, and it's kind of you know it's a little bit like Orwell with the Big Brother in that you have to always have an enemy for people to focus on as well. And he, and it's a lot of, there's a lot of juxtaposition between 1984's big brother and the hate, 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 because in this, they also build snowball up who is the, again, snowball was the purest as we already established who had initially painted the, uh, learn to read and write first painted the amendments or the, not the amendments, the commandments on the barn wall. And then, once he became politically uh, inconvenient and became a, a challenger to Napoleon's power, gets turned on, and Napoleon then turns him into a basically a terrorist and the great evil that all of the farm animals have to focus on. All right. So now you probably have to jump in. Like Snowball, this is where we go into back into Russia. So Snowball's supposed to represent Leon Trotsky, right? Supposedly, if you talk to leftists, the good communists. Yeah. <laughs> so with some certain expect. And of course, Napoleon's supposed to be um, Joseph Stalin. So this this whole feud is like it's supposed to represent the struggle for power between the two after Lenin's death. Who's going to take over the I guess who who's going to be face of the movement? Who's going to take over from here? Whose I- ideals Mm-hmm. are going to be you know what's what the soviet union will go from out from there on out and needless to say uh trotsky lost did he have a pickaxe uh, to his head or something is that how he died i remember he he fled he fled russia and then he was i remember he was assassinated in mexico but i don't remember how <laughs> <laughs> I I'm thought sure I, I was, was in, in a, Mexico. I was in a play, and I can't—I can't remember what it was called now. But I, it was about Trotsky getting killed, and it, the way that he was killed was like a hatchet or a pickaxe to the head. Something, something really. That sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, I'm sure it was so violent. It, so in the movie, they chase Snowball off, and we don't like hear from him again. Is that what happened in the book, or does he come back? No, I don't uh, think he comes back. I don't think he comes back. I was actually surprised. Yeah, that you—you you never see him again. I, I, I mean, don't think you do. Yeah. I don't think it goes as far as to like obviously obviously Stalin had him killed wherever he was killed. Yeah. But I don't think that's replicated in the book and it's definitely not in the movie. Yeah, so they chase him off and they chase him off because Snowball wants to build a windmill which will make all of their labor easier and Napoleon at first opposes it and because uh, he got, says, "Oh, we need to focus on building our defenses up because Farmer Jones could come back." And then he sicks the attack dogs that he's trained, the indoctrinated attack dogs on Snowball, who runs away and they chase him off. And then, R- of course, right after, he, right after he pisses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Pisses Ice axe. Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 1940, Trossi was attacked in a study by Spanish born AKVD agent Ramon Mesader. Who use an ice axe as that's a it. Yeah, I knew it was like this it is was some a movie shape. shit. Yeah. Holy shit. 
Fucking life is stranger than fiction. What the fuck? Yep. Ramon Mercader using ice axe to kill Leon Trotsky. That yep. sounds so made I up. I think he just crept up behind him and then just like <laughs> chunked what? him right in the back of the fucking head. Yeah. What's that Trotsky, like man? Have your head on a swivel. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like the original Sylvester Stallone cliffhanger movie was actually supposed to be a Trotsky film. And they're like, wait a minute, Sly, you can't pull this off. Just go hang on some ice guy. And that's how it was made. <laughs> But I, getting back to my main point about uh, Snowball and this windmill. So immediately, and again, you know, George Orwell does a good job of mirroring how these, these you know, state actors take power and then keep it by using the ideas of others while creating myths and legends about themselves. Of course, after they chase Snowball off, Napoleon and uh, Squealer or whatever get together and they're like, oh, you know, it's probably a pretty good idea to have this. So they then yeah. take credit for it. <laughs> and like, it was my that. idea first. It was, like, it was my idea all the long. Oh, just like a, just a bit of sidebar. When I was watching it the other day, I never realized how dumb Boxer was. Yeah. I knew he went along. I'm like, come on, man. Use your yeah. fucking head. You know, I felt like, so bad what for Because yeah. he's easy like the muscle. He could have. He could have. He could have been like the Genghis Khan of the farm. He could have yeah. killed anyone uh, there. Oh yeah, he easily. To. But he's such a off. moron. Yeah, he's just like like it's like he's the, he's the big Clydesdale. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, he's he's the, the giant yeah. Clydesdale that would uh, ca- you know that would be going through the plow fields. Big strong animal, but dumb yeah. as shit. And older, you know, like uh, probably yeah, I don't older. Know, yeah, he was years. he was in, he was going in years. And I think and I don't think any of those attributes are an accident either. No. Or I was saying a lot of poignant things about society and what type of people go along with certain things and mm. what people don't. Every every characteristic I, I, I kind of narrowed in every characteristic of every major animal in the story. Actually, it represents a st- certain demographic mm. in society and how they would react to these situations. Oh, totally. Yeah, like the sheep yeah. who are always I mean, singing along. They, yeah. The sheep go along every with every single chant. animal represents a demographic in society. Yeah. An old boxer yeah. definitely represents a demographic that's a little bit older, a little bit, you know, less intuitive or less inquisitive. We'll just kind of just go along with whatever someone clever says mm-hmm. because you know obviously they know what's best for me because right. napoleon you know, is always I, yeah. right is the refrain yeah exactly napoleon is always, always right despite the fact that with your power you can seize control and do whatever you want but you don't have the it's either confidence or will or maybe a combination of that that keeps you in chains yeah it's so yeah it's so complex and it explains society kind of in a nutshell mm-hmm Boxer is also a good example of how some of these dumb commies, like they mean well, they're trying to do the right, right thing, but but they're just well. That's I mean that's that's the overarching I think point of it. Even though I mean I would say you know, as Orwell as a democratic socialist, obviously he believes that this ideal society is possible, but that's where to me it clearly is not. It clearly you know I, it seems to be he has to have at some level realize that the point being. Every time this is tried, and we're seeing it in animal, you know, an animal farm played as well. Once you have people get in, get in, you know, into the riches, have the power, you see instant power struggles come into play as we see the pigs take advantage. The intelligent people in any society, uh, the clever people, the unscrupulous people are always going to find a way to get to the top because they don't mind breaking the rules that they themselves set. Yeah, they, <laughs> they don't mind manipulating things. They don't mind coercing things. And frankly, they can think they can think circles around most of the right. people they're think they're dealing with. And that's an advantage. 
Yeah. They're like all these governors that set all these rules and go out and break them. <laughs> exactly right, man. No, exactly. They are fucking Napoleon where, you know, they're out there. Gavin Newsom is out there demanding that everybody get go stay at home, stay in the barn, don't go to work. And then he's out drinking whiskey from a trough with the rest of the fucking piggy elites. And getting into that, <laughs> you know, so it, we I think we left off at. Uh, the bread and circuses and the TV time. And in the meantime, the farmers are getting together off to the side, right? The humans, which I still, you know, I still just, it's so funny. I also just love the logic leap of the farmers somehow, because one time these animals ran out of a barn at a guy. They're like, they've, <laughs> they've united. They've taken the yeah. farm and they're trying what to work it. Do? <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like, so, so animals ran at you, guy. Go back and put them in the fucking barn. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? But they instantly are like, they've, they're geniuses. We got to put rebelling. a microphone yeah. in. Yeah. Instantly it's a rebellion versus a random stampede because it was right. a fox in the barn. They were eating, yeah, because they were eating food in the yeah. barn and then they, and then they, <laughs> they, they ran out because they were startled, you know? Which seems to be the like, no. you know, Occam's razor explanation of it. Why did the crow side with the humans? I don't, I don't know. know what side the crow was on. Because that's another thing side. that's he different went, from the book. At first, he was trying to tell, like, when uh, the dog knocked the dude down and he, Farmer Jones, and he hit his head, the crow was like freaking out about it. And then, the yeah, crow he said was trying animals should never him. attack humans. Yeah. The, the, the crow went like after they were chased off to like the place where the humans were meeting. He's like tapping on the window, like he wanted to like. He's help a turncoat. Yeah, I saw but him. Then the guy like opens it up and is like, "Shoo!" Yeah, yeah. I think that I think the crow just represents people in society who will go with whatever whatever they view to be the power. They will side with that power because he also was you know in the in with the uh, Napoleon and the and the other pigs as well. He ingratiated himself with them. You know, it's kind of like. Jabba the Hutt's little uh, little screech monkey off to the side. You know, there's always going to be those people that whoever has power, they want to be next to. And they don't really give a shit how they get there. They're not necessarily strong, intelligent. They just are psych- you know, sycophants. And that was the crow. And, he, and the crow will turn on you in a second if a, a new powerful entity comes in that seems more appealing or more stable. Hmm. That's my take. So the farmers meet up. And they create what seems to be the absolute worst fucking invasion plan ever put together to go and try to take the farm back from the animals, which seems to be to slowly drive up on a tractor. And then when they get shit on by a bunch of ducks, crash it into a ditch for some reason. (laughs) Good, Howie. Yeah, there was a lot of shit. These ducks are coordinated. We we skipped over something that they should be What do we miss? Go ahead. Good. I, I can't remember the rich dude's name. Oh, uh, uh Mr. We should Frederick know that. Pink, Pinkton. But anyways, Pinkleton? Do you guys Pinkerton? Pinkerton? Plinkerton or something. Yeah. But you guys remember Farmer Jones? Like, Bank yeah, that was the yeah. best part of the movie. That's not in the book. <laughs> no, that definitely, definitely not is not in the book. There's no That's definitely <laughs> not in the book. That's <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was watching it with my wife last night and I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck is and, this oh, random fucking sex scene? Did you see later <laughs> on when the when he brings his wife? So later when and we'll get to this point, but I just want to skip ahead. We're talking about it. They sit down and, and uh, this rich farmer who had lent Farmer Jones money, who has a very successful, you know, kind of the king of the town. He becomes, yeah, Pilkington. Pilkington. So he becomes, he says, okay, well, I have a business opportunity with these pigs. Basically, after this assault, we're going to talk about if you can't beat them, join them type of thing. 
And he brings his wife over at one point, the wife that banged Farmer John or Farmer Jones. And she's <laughs> sitting next to the big fat Napoleon pig as he's getting drunk on whiskey. And like, do you see her like reach over and like kind of half fondle the pig and start to rub yeah, on the she's pig? Just, like leaning like, in like she's just uh fuck is she that? just clinks the power. She's like this Napoleon disgusting pig, you know. Yeah. Probably probably bang this guy out too. Oh, seriously, that was just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but getting back to the assault. I noticed I, that, Brian. I did yeah, notice she wanted right? to bang Thank out you. Napoleon. That was so, so weird. God, it was so weird. I was like, weird. what's going on here? This is disgusting <laughs> to me. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Those Brits, they know how to slide in a good bestiality <laughs> reference. <laughs> so the assault on this farm, right? They coordinate. They all ride in, as I said, on this tractor. They get shit on by the mighty coordinated ducks, uh, the, the true mighty ducks. And uh, they take out a couple of them because, you know, they have guns. Then they finally <laughs> get out of the tractor and they go into the stables. And there's some plan where they have Snowball lead the charge because Napoleon has identified Snowball. I guess this is before. Wait, this is this is before they chase Snowball off. I guess I'm kind of. Yeah, they had a big yeah. battle that probably yeah. probably is part of the revolution. But I, mean, I don't know. Like what, Nap- what, Napoleon and Squealer. Yeah, I don't know what battle is supposed to represent, but they had a big battle against the humans where where Snowball was the hero, he led the charge yeah. and was wounded. And he became, everyone was like, Snowball. And then Squealer changed yeah, the chant like, to Snowball, Napoleon, Snowball. who did fuck all but hide. Yeah, like, we're all yeah, here. Yeah. All Which is what Stalin did. Yeah. That at least I know is that he hid like a bitch and wasn't <laughs> out on the front line. So, and they were like, oh yeah, Napoleon, Napoleon. Yeah, yeah. So they twist that narrative around. And then uh, at the same time, the, they leave a gun behind, which I thought would play a more prominent. I thought in the book, the gun actually played a more prominent role because they didn't really do oh, anything. The one with they were going to shoot every year. Yeah, because they yeah. didn't really get into it. They, the farmers every dropped a gun and left it behind, and they just didn't really do anything with it, which I was very surprised by. Maybe it got cut. Oh, they don't have. They don't have a pulsable. It doesn't stop them from milking cows and <laughs> yeah. fucking writing a commandment. Yeah, milking cows and writing. Yeah, <laughs> writing with the Latin script, motherfucker. Yeah, don't get, how do get you the do that do without it? fingers? <laughs> so they, yeah, the least successful assault ever, and then the, the farmers all get chased off, and that's when Plinking Pilkington decides. I thought that they he killed won't. the one dude though. That was the third time I thought they killed. Someone Boxer had a chance to kill him, but Boxer said he he doesn't want to kill even humans, right? So that that one human gets let go, but then. We well, that one later. human should have died because he got brained it would, it would by a fucking draft horse. Oh, God. Yeah. He it got kicked funny. in the skull by a draft horse. He should be dead. Yeah. Like Mr. Miyagi, like a grape in the street. <laughs> what, they didn't te- what they didn't tell us, that guy was the horse slaughterer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor boxer. Poor boxer. Well, that, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So I, I had written down this, right? So they chased Snowball off. And the pigs then start to really change the rules, right? They start to change all the commandments. They go out later and and uh, Squealer goes and paints in the middle of the night and adds on. Conveniently, they paint new words onto the commandments that say, like, you're not allowed to sleep in a bed with sheets because the pigs have now moved into the house and are sleeping in the beds. So they add with sheets to try to fool people. They add because they've decided that they've, they now have a, a custom to a taste of whiskey they add, you're not allowed to drink alcohol to excess. So they change. And this, again, you know, there's a lot of parallels with 1984. Yeah. They have that same type of, you know, changing what was to 
to fit the narrative that the ruling class wants to have yep. in the present. The revolutionaries. Most, import, most importantly, they change. No animal shall kill another yep. animal to. Without. No animal shall kill another animal without, without cause. Yeah. And then they go on like a purging murder. Exactly. Yeah, I, which that, that was, was brutal. Yeah. Watching the rat yeah. get hung, the ducks. They, I mean, that was that Yeah, was the pretty, propaganda films. Yeah, the propaganda yeah. films rolled out. They were they were impressive. Really, yeah, really like black and white. You know, like this old the old Nazi propaganda style or, or Soviet propaganda style, showing that any dissenters will be purged. And of course, I liked also that they're criminals. Anybody that has a thought against the state, anybody that has anything suspicious that they don't like, they just brand them as criminals. And I also, uh, on the same note, because they branded the chickens criminals when they would not give up their eggs to be sold at market when the pigs had you know, found themselves spending to excess and not running the farm properly in order to keep everybody fed. Just, and and, and, and we, we have to go back just like fucking Farmer Jones. Mm-hmm. Like that's just yeah. going to say yep. the revolutionaries have become the czar. Mm-hmm. After all, like I was going to say, they were justified thinking that life under Farmer Jones was shit because he was a shitty farmer. He he didn't feed them properly. Mm-hmm. Like the beat farm them. was decrepit. He beat them. He was fucking drunk all the time. He was a terrible farmer, just like Tsar Nicholas was a terrible ruler. But what he was replaced with wasn't any better. Worse, In right. some ways, it was <laughs> fucking worse. Yep. You know, and I think I think that parallels that like perfectly. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. you were in a bad situation, but what you replace it with wasn't any fucking better. Absolutely. Well, it's yeah. also just that, you know, when people get that type of power, when they get all these riches, which they had not had previously, it always corrupts. And this is why I have a problem with, you know, with Orwell. Again, if he's a democratic socialist and believes that system would work. The problem is, like, we have a current day parallel, right, that we can look at with Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter had a completely different set of fucking commandments when it started, as opposed to what they have now. And they've changed it and have pretended that that it was always the way it was. But at the same time, the leadership in Black Lives Matter, if you've been following along with the news stories, have now splintered. They're infighting, just like, you know, casting people out like Snowball and sicking the uh, the media attack dogs on them. You've got them indulging in excesses. You have people, you know, suing each other because they've taken millions of dollars of the donations and bought themselves lavish homes. You have one of these chicks that runs it, ha- signs a Hollywood movie deal. I mean, we're you know seeing what? the pigs play out in Black Lives Matter right but, now. Know, but this is, you know what you, didn't, you, know what you just explained? You just explain humanity. You know oh, what? Exactly. What that sounds exactly. like to me? It sounds like Christianity to me. You just yeah. explain Christianity. <laughs> you just explain any organization oh, precisely that people right. put precisely right. undue power and influence in and want to control. Yeah. What happens? It gets undue influence, undue power. They splinter. They bicker. They start killing each other. Yep. And and this is what we do. This is what we've been doing since time immemorial. Right. And and. Hello, welcome to Homo sapien. Right, exactly. (laughs) Well, and guess, and it's like any governmental system, you know, it's like, guess who never benefits? By having the overturn, guess who never benefits? The the people at the bottom rung who are still doing all the labor never benefit. Be it Black Lives Matter, be it communism, be it any, any, yeah, whatever. Any system, any system that exists, whoever is most willing to claw to the top by any means necessary are the ones who will benefit the most. Exactly. People who have morals and convictions and, you know, want to do right by people, you know, they tend to not be as advantaged because, you know, you're not willing to cut corners. You're not willing to destroy people to get what you want. 
Yep. Well, that's our goal. That's a disadvantage, unfortunately. 2021 is a... Being a distant person is a disadvantage. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Having morals morals is a massive disadvantage. Yeah, massive disadvantage. Getting laid. (laughs) And in life, having morals is a disadvantage in life. And you do it because you you know that it's right, not because this is, you know, you're going to get the most out of doing it. Yep. And then, and Howie, I, rec- I just noticed you cut your beard down. Good stuff. <laughs> Looks good. Looks good. No, I, I needed to cut it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's sweet. You're being sarcastic. No, I'm not. I'm not. It looks good. <laughs> All right, getting back to it. Uh, so, yeah, the propaganda films roll out. They start branding people as criminals. They're hanging people, which is a funny scene, though, when you see, like, the duck gets hung and, like, the little duck feet <laughs> fall down. <laughs> I don't, even th- I don't even know if a duck's heavy enough to break That's its own not, neck yeah, by it's falling. Definitely not. You, you, know? have to have, you have to start pulling on both ends to snap that. You just knock your beer over. Uh oh, JB's. No, I just knocked my mic over. Oh, okay. Um, and then also, I like that you know they bring back. So Farmer Jones sneaks back onto the property because he sees this windmill and he is he decides he's just going to blow up the windmill because fuck these animals and you know. Fuck the and now and especially since Pilkington is teamed up and now is trading and that was another commandment you are you never should trade right they said no trade now the pigs in charge Bullshit. have traded yeah that's the one I don't understand that much I guess I it's yeah, anti commerce it's, it's I cap- guess it's like, it's like a communist yeah. type of thing it's like anti commerce which makes no it's completely idiotic there's nothing more human than trading mm-hmm. even fucking three year olds can trade. Yeah. It's kind of like innate. You have something, I have something, let's switch. It's right. kind of like, it's part of the human And existence. even in communism, you're just yeah. trading your labor yeah, that, for like, a piece what? of the socialist pie. So you're always trading something for something. Yeah, I don't remember if that's truly Marxist, but the idea of something, something being wrong with trading in general is completely idiotic and anti-human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, the pigs are trading with Pilkington and getting hammered and all the money like... Everything's just going towards whiskey because they become complete drunks, as JB was talking about earlier. Uh, they love whiskey. They just pour it in the gallons. And, of course, Pilkington's more than happy to keep them drunk because he knows he's taking advantage of them. He knows that they are being sedated and they're placated by that, and he can continue to get get the ups on them in business-wise. But I like that you know Farmer Jones sneaks back on, puts dynamite in this windmill that they all teamed up to build, and this is where Boxer had put all of his strength in, you know, lugging these massive boulders and chunks of shit up to build this windmill to prop it up so that they could help have less labor. So Farmer Jones blows it up and who gets blamed for it? Snowball! Snowball, <laughs> snowball gets blamed Long again Long gone snowball. snowball who's in fucking Mexico City yeah. right now. <laughs> He's in Mexico the Taquiera. <laughs> fucking enjoying his life. He gets blamed on it. Yep. Because <laughs> you got to have that enemy in the darkness to blame anything on. And of course, conveniently, too, who's to blame for the lack of food? Snowball. Who's to blame? You know, any ill of society is blamed on Snowball. And of course, this is the same thing that we have in any, any governmental system overall. But poor old Boxer. He wants to rebuild the windmill because he still believes in it. He believes in the society. He believes in the farm. And, he, and the windmill was such a, uh, a landmark creation for all the animals that he says, I will rebuild it. And he basically kills himself rebuilding it, exhausts himself, keels over, Dude, it, and he's told. The replacement windmill looks like a piece of shit. Too. Yeah, it really didn't look too great. Didn't look, didn't look great. 
JV's got to pee real bad. Have fun, JV. <laughs> but, you know, like you're talking about Howie earlier with the slaughter wagon. So, Boxer keels over, and Napoleon tells everybody, don't worry, we're going to take him off to the hospital. We've arranged for you to go to the hospital, Boxer. But, Howie, what what really ended up happening? So, they, they get him in the, like van to take him to the hospital <laughs> and there's you can tell there's writing on the doors because they're open and it doesn't come together you can't see what it says and when they close them it's like horse slaughter and glue and glue works yes <laughs> and glue, glue works. so he's off to the glue factory and now because the animals can read jesse the dog sees it and she's like oh shit I, I should have done something and you know and all the animals are yelling at a boxer get out of there and boxer's kind of you know, fighting, but he's too exhausted because he's kind of, you know, crippled out yeah. from lugging all this They're shit. Like we could tell, he gave, he gave up. Yep, yeah, he'd given up exactly, he'd given up on life. So what ends up happening is he goes to the glue factory, and we see Pilkington had made the deal with Napoleon to take him off, and they split the money for the horse, and Napoleon puts it straight into whiskey, which you know I respect. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, just take the money and get me whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I love whiskey. So, off to the glue factory with Boxer. Very sad. We all shed a tear. And, again, the crackdown continues. You know, Napoleon continues to be drunker and drunker and inept, more violent. They're killing off people left and right. They continue to churn out the propaganda films, you know, nonstop as these animals are starving. And then, in the culmination of the film, after all the death, after all the destruction... Jesse and some animals, after Boxer's taken off and, you know, sold to the glue factory and, and slaughtered, she leads people off into the woods to this kind of safe spot that she's found to wait it out. But we see that back on the farm, the final commandments have now been fully broken as Napoleon stands on two legs and all the, all the sheep shear, four legs good, two legs better, four legs good, two legs better. As Napoleon has once again rewritten the rules of their society to suit his own uh, nefarious hungers for whiskey and power, as he stands in full human regalia on two <laughs> legs. <laughs> full human standing on two legs, which I think is physically impossible for a pig. But yeah. I, digress. See, I felt like they probably they probably yeah. just had like a human I don't body dummy. Like, you know, you've he, seen he dogs like his head, and bears like, do it. You've seen. I think it's literally impossible for a pig to do. No, no. I think it's you know like when you yeah. put your head through a cutout of something. I think what? maybe they've got the anime, the you know, like the bionic bio, uh, bionic suits that we're building <laughs> everywhere for uh, super soldiers of the future. No, Have we know. thought about is that? Is he a trans? Nevertheless, he a transhumanist pig. Yeah. One thing I have to break up, which is very important about the end, is that I think it's very different in the book. And there's, there's no happy ending with survivors who run away from this dystopia. Yeah. No, there's no there's no survivors or refugees. I think it just ends with they Napoleon basically becoming a human, uh, uh, a pig man, and yeah. everyone lives under the clutches of fucking. Soviet art animal farm. Under the, the dread end. pirate Roberts, yeah, there are I no survivors. There's no, there's no, oh, I see my long lost son who was, you yeah, know. Yeah, my long lost puppy boy. Yeah, I jack booted Stasi yeah. for most of his life. <laughs> but now, you know, he's cool. <laughs> it doesn't they, happen in the book. They did know? a nice little dog nose rub together. Yeah, yeah, I, like, yeah. I was, you don't go I, from KGB to, you know. I was, I was happy about that. Part. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, well, good. As a dog lover. Yeah. I too am a dog lover. But, yeah. yeah 
I, when I, I agree with JB. relinquished the KGB and became a normal fucking dog. Is yeah, that-, that was a that was a movie <laughs> moment for fucking sure. When they go back, but again, I, but the farm being decrepit and falling to pieces—that is something that we can all stand behind because you know, like so many of the societies, look at Venezuela, look at any you know, the Soviet Union, everything else. When you've got Almost any society that has that kind of purist revolution mentality, it always collapses under the weight of weak character and human nature, like JB was talking about earlier. You know, when you've got something that, especially when it's got a system like, you know, China's been able to maintain because they've developed their economy well enough to do it. But eh, most of these places. Pseudo-capitalist. Yeah, it is. Exactly. It's pseudo-capitalist with an authoritarian. It's not really communist, but it's, it's not communist at all. It's completely totalitarian. It it's is, yeah. a communist. It's a capitalist society, but mm-hmm. I do whatever I you do whatever I tell you to do. But other yeah. than that, you know, it, it's more money. fascist. Yeah, yeah, it's basically uh, fascist. It is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's right. a total. It's totalitarian. That's the base. That's, it, it, I I mean, that's the best definition. of China's I, I hate government. to tell people. I hate to tell people. Yeah. But yeah. co- communism and capitalism lost long ago. Fascism won. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do whatever you want. Make yeah, money, anyway. make phones. I don't care. But Government when I tell runs you the business. You still got your private property, kind yep. of. And that's China. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I wanted to say one more thing about Boxer when, when he got sent to the glue factory. Because I did love the beauty of that moment of him just immediately being sold down the river. Because I was like, ah, this is exactly what happens when a useful idiot's usefulness runs out. Exactly. Yeah, sell him down the river, shoot him in the head. Like, you know, like they've, and Stalin did the same like thing. Like all the progressives that voted for Biden. Hospital. Yeah. A hospital you'll never come back from. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, but I mean, Stalin, I, you know, any number of these organizations did it. Once they take over and get power, then they purge the people that they don't need anymore. You know, the, the use of it is Even the first people, people to get rid of. did nothing. Like Stalin starved the whole fucking country. Yeah. The, the, what he did to the Ukrainians is like even, it's not even yeah. discussed well enough. Yeah, but I think he also did have like a hundred thousand. Yeah, he he had like a hundred thousand personal people. I think that he was like kill him, kill him, just what he did to like the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic. Just that alone is fucking a massive war crime and insane. Oh well, of course, of course. But 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 I think the most I think you, you guys made a lot of good points. But I think there's one that needs to be stressed. It's particularly for libertarians when they see this is that. What you saw tra- transpire and what actually transpired in the early 20th century in Russia didn't come out of a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You need to realize that the animals were in a bad situation to begin with. That's why I was saying conspiracy corner, other things is like, oh, the revolution, civil war. We're not desperate enough. Yeah. These animals were desperate. Like the czar, Farmer Jones, a.k.a. Czar Nicholas, was a bad ruler mismanaging the, the environment they were starving. He wouldn't feed them. This, just like I told Rico, it's like the reason you won't see Governor Whitmer's mm. head fucking roll in the courtyard is because the people of Michigan aren't starving. Exactly. That's not the yet. thing. Like no, they're totally. not desperate not enough. Yet. Totally. These, I, these animals yet. were desperate for a change. Yep. And a charismatic leader. Whoops. I'm, I'm fired up right <laughs> you're now. Fired I apologize. up. Apologize. Your chest yeah. bumping your microphone. A charismatic leader came by with the with the wrong ideas and swept up a nation. Mm-hmm. And this can happen at any fucking time. We need to be the people where it's like things are bad before it gets that bad. We need to be there to, to show the better way. Yeah. And just for some numbers and perspective, Stalin was responsible from estimated like 
56 to 62 million on natural deaths. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think yeah. a lot of starvation. I'm just talking about like his, his literal written dictates where he's just taking out political rivals, taking out people that are no longer useful to him, that kind of thing. Uh, personally, you know, not just in mass starvation, but no, to your point, JB, I've, I've, I've said that same, uh, similar to what you were saying before too, is yeah, we all have it way too good. Even the poorest yeah. people in America still have it way, way too good to give it all up to have a violent revolution. It's just exactly. not in the cards. And right now, and we're going to see hundreds of thousands of people evicted soon. And we're going to see people well, like, maybe that will change. Money, right now, that's not the not case. Not enough money for food. And another well, thing. Yeah, not right now. But. And, and another thing, and I think this is particularly important in the time, and even for us, we be, should be very wary of demigods. Mm-hmm. We should not build these fucking impenetrable figures who we lead to, no matter how good they are. Like, Everyone has flaws. Everyone is not the truth. Like no one should be put on a place where old major can say whatever they say is mm. true. And that goes for anyone. That goes for Ron Paul. That it goes for Mises. That goes like for Rothbard. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no one should ever be put on a pedestal like that. Yeah, we're all human. I'm gonna build a pedestal for Ron Paul. That if you ever, <laughs> you're not. Uh, get, up, get, up on, get up on this. It's gonna be JB's just. He's gonna have a bunch of paper mache Ron Pauls that you could come in and hit off a pedestal with a. Bat. No, no human should ever be put on a pedestal like that. We're gonna have a, a liberty tree in the backyard and a pedestal. That's another thing I think a, I should if, add to that. If Ron we're Paul all humans, some of us have good ideas and we should listen to them, but we should never be lifted to the point of deity. Yeah, the cult of and personality is that's essential to oh, to, sure. totalitarianism, well, and, communism. Well, and, and, it all goes hand in hand. God, kings, divine yeah. right. Well, it's never been easier, though. Fucking well, right, it's never right, been so easier to develop that 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 kind of uh, persona. Then, it, I mean, we're in the era of social media. I mean, especially for these big tech corporations that can censor people out to have people that they want as far as their messaging rise to the top so easily. It has become far easier. And it's to the right as well. I mean, look at those, those God Kings that have been created online. You know, fucking Dan Bongino, Mike Cernovich, you know, these Ben Shapiro that have been elevated to this God status for the right. And at the same time, you've got people on the left that have been elevated that don't I think, deserve it. I think that's a stretch. Right, dude, a it's stretch. easier now than ever because you can reach There's so been many no people. apotheosis of Ben Shapiro. Dude, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying. I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's Fair easier enough, now than ever, though, to achieve that I level. I would hardly work. call Ben Shapiro a God King. Uh, I would call Joe no Rogan George, a God no King George before Wa- I call fucking no Ben Shapiro. Washington. Give me a break. But, but <laughs> point, my point being that people, these people have followings where, where it doesn't matter. They can say go and you'll have, you know, 50,000 people go angrily tweet at somebody or to the, to the point where they'll send them fucking hate mail and go, you know, egg their house or harass them on the street. That is pretty fucking crazy. And it's easier yeah. now than ever. And it's wrong. Yeah, well, I'm not it's saying it's not, it's not unless, it's not unless I get that power. Thinker. And then case it's fine. Here, listen, I'm going to disassociate myself from this because if Jesus comes back at the end of 2020, I'm not going to be like, hey, no God King. I'm, I'll well, tell you're him talking about the literal divine. I will tell him that I want no part of his shenanigans. Say, get out of here, you Jesus. And I was <laughs> go, saying, sell your ch- I, I go sell your chocolate bars did, for your did, basketball I, team somewhere else. I disavow. Disavow. <laughs> Uh, you disavowed. So, what do you guys give it? What, what do our pause up, pause down? I guess that's a stupid system, though. I hate it. Uh, wait, wait, wait. 
Is two paws bad? I don't know. Two it's a dumb bit. It's a dumb system. Two paws bad. Four paws. Four bit. paws. Yes, but it's all your. Four it's paws your paws. Four paws. It's paw. It's four paws Presumably. up. Or I don't know something like that. I can't remember how. Four paws. Four paws. Four it's paws awesome. from Howie. Wow. Great. Even with the bad animations on Jesse the dog's mouth, I know it was a different time, but God, this well, was terrible. Was bad. Well, that was bad. But it was I like twenty years 99. ago. Yeah, man, put a carrot up her ass like they did with Mr. Ed. Just then just voice it over. Time it. Is that what they did with it? They put peanut butter in his mouth, but I heard also carrots in the ass help. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I heard the peanut butter in the mouth thing. I didn't hear that. JB, what about you? What what's your uh what's your rating? Well, I, I like I like this is a story that needs to be told for all time. Yeah. What all because of all the things that we said. Like everyone needs to read this and remember what happens, you know, when you follow leaders who have these types of ideas and can manipulate people in these ways. So I have to give it four paws just for, for spreading something that just need. I'm glad like the people, um, our educators might have forced us to read this as children for the wrong reasons, but I definitely think it's worth everyone reading. Yeah. I can yeah, to me it it's I think it's insane that people don't view the hammer and sickle the same as the swastika. Yeah, I agree. I fucking completely agree. I would say that the hammer and sickle probably killed way more people. So it did. I mean, factually. Well, I and think I, the I, only, I also honestly the only reason that's true is because we didn't we never had a hot war with them. Yeah. Like I could that's go the out only there, reason that's hammer true. Hammer sickle t-shirt tomorrow nobody would that no, of course not. If we had what a hot war with the Soviet t-shirt. Union, there's no one who would would dare fucking walk around with it with impunity like they do now. Not like like it would be like the swastika, yeah, because it would represent something that people like American like millions of American soldiers died fighting. Yep, because that's what it would take. Well, hopefully, it here's happen. another question: Do you think you know? It's Hollywood loves to remake movies. So this has now had a cartoon version, a 1999 version, which now is absolutely ripe. As far as the cycle of Hollywood remakes goes, 1999 is an eternity ago. Do you think this movie will be remade again? Because I will say I, I do I not. Th- I think it, I think they'll say that it, it won't go along with the fucking mentality. Uh, even though JB was saying the educators probably believe that it, it speaks to their point of view, I think it will be viewed as too dangerous to go against what the leftists believe now to remake this film. You may be right, but I think it should. I think it could, they could do an awesome job. Well, I agree with that, man. But I, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. JB, what do you think? I still, I still think the vast majority of leftists don't think they're Napoleon. They think they're... The female dog. I wish I could remember her name. Lassie. Jessie. Let's call Jessie. her Lassie. <laughs> Jesse. That's why I was like, it's not Lassie in my head for like the last five minutes because I wanted to say this. It was like, there's no fucking way it's Lassie. It's something else. <laughs> well, it was Lassie Jessie, come yeah. home and it was Jesse yeah. come. And then she just comes yeah. on the ground and you're like, disgusting. Get outside. <laughs> yeah. It, what was I saying about? No, I was going to say about leftists. I, I imagine all these leftists who are playing this for their students or recommending this to their peers think they're Jesse. They don't think they're Napoleon. So I don't they're think old, it's going to make think, a difference. You don't think they think they're That's old the major? Thing. They think they no, they they believe in old major and they can they this is why I say they're specifically Jesse. It's like I believe in the ideas of old major as long as Napoleon is not around. 
Right. It's like the people that still defend you Venezuela and they go, well, Venezuela would have succeeded if you know, the United States yeah. was there. Or if, yeah, or if that, Chavez if wasn't we, in there, it would have been fine. And they because no. they can't believe that this is that's just what's going to happen. All these every time. leftists that you, you all these leftists are believe they're Jesse. Right. Yeah. And that's what we need to. They don't think they're the bad person. They think they're Jesse. Yep. Exactly. They're like, no, we can do this, but you're fucking it up. Mm-hmm. That's their that's their mentality. Yep. I completely agree. Well, gentlemen, final thoughts. I mean, these pretty much were our final thoughts. But anything else to wrap up the episode? You want to you want to add on to this review of Animal Farm as per the quest of our uh, our good buddy Tyler Colford, our supporter, our, our rap, our rap star of the Pride Crypto Man. Check out hashtag Free Ross. I have one uh, one thought. I guess it's it's more something I'm pondering. You know how there's people that made that like Jedi religion or whatever, like uh, Jediism. <laughs> I like know that was a religion. thing, but I'm not I surprised. Vaguely heard do, of that. Do you think there's any people that like animalism is their philosophy? They're like, yes, animalism was. Right. I'm sure I mean, like bad and just <laughs> go around on their hands and feet all the time. I guarantee that yes, that's a thing. Just like they're, it's like, a, just like, like it's a thing. The, book, there's like book, a whole society like, of tree yes, fuckers. Animalism. Well, then Old they nature, don't wear clothes then either. That, just nudist nudist no beaches, those exist, you know, hedonism too. I'm just wondering too. if there's any, are there any animalists out there? If any of our listeners are animalists, let us uh, know. We're just going to get a bunch of fucking furries emailing us. <laughs> yeah, send it to Brian at Brian Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to send me your furry pictures, make sure that your boobs are out. Unzip them a little bit. I need, I need, so, I need a halfway to lure me into the true world of the furries. That's probably a good place to end it up. All right, gentlemen. Well, yeah, thank you so. both for watching <laughs> Animal Farm, for taking part in this. And uh, this is going to be my last podcast of December 2020. So fuck off, 2020. You were a shitty, horrible year, and I hate you. Let's hope 2021 is better. You can't see him giving it both barrels. <laughs> both fuck yous for JB. All right. From me, Brian McWilliams, from Howie Snow to the Godfather of Liberty and JB Lubin, my man in Philadelphia, having, uh, let's wish everybody a very happy new year. And uh, yeah, peace out. What up, everybody? I know a rare oddity to have a end of episode plug here, but I wanted to remind you guys that you still have, as of the airing of this episode, you have basically a day and a half to get in on our annual Patreon subscription. As you may have heard, we are offering two free months. If you sign up for the annual rate, which means uh, you pay kind of lump sum for the year, we're going to give you two free months off. Get you that access to our live streams, to Conspiracy Corner episodes, to uh, episodes coming out early, to all of our Degenerate Gambler shows, to the Legion of Liberty Doom, to Do Nothing Man episodes, and so much, much more. So hopefully we'll see you guys in the Lions of Liberty Pride. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty.